Bad boy. You've tuned in live to the Flyer Sports and Entertainment Podcast in all the land. This is Stat Lines Matter. I am your host, as always, Mr. Mark E. Stewart, and I'm sitting here with my co-host and my partner, Mr. Rob Hunter Jr. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on what time you guys are listening to this. What's going on with you, brother? Man, what's happening? How how was your weekend? I know it was crazy. I'm asking you anyway. Uh, You got a lot going on right now. Yeah, just between... AAU driving all over Tarnation, going to Emerson, Georgia, to Sandy Springs, to all over the place. If those Emerson, Georgia sounds like you're not welcome. That's where Lake Point is. So Lake Point. Are you is welcome a, there, or does it feel like you you're are in welcome to Marjorie go to, Taylor Green are, Country? It is. You're but you're welcome to go to Lake Point, which is the sports complex, and you're welcome to get right back on 75. <laughs> which is like, so you're welcome to go in and out. And, and yeah, that's no it. stop. That's it. No it, stop at the Bojangles. They're, they're very used to seeing minorities enter the the basketball gymnasium where there are 11 indoor courts. So oh, they're, wow. u- they're used to that, nice. and they're fine with that. They have no, and then and the gas station's right next to it, so they're fine because they know you know colors got a gas. Uh, up did they call them filling stations out that <laughs> way? It's a filling station. <laughs> yeah, and so and they're more than a hey, hey, gas. Make sure you fill it all the way up and get the hell on out of here. <laughs> and then um, there, there's a baseball complex. Oh, nice. That's part of it too. Uh, they got a bunch of nice fields over there. I wonder what would that's make where them the perfect put... game tournament is is played. Oh, okay, perfect game plays the tournament there. Yeah. Nice. I wonder what would make them go to a place like that. It's like so, like sounds. It sounds remote. I mean, maybe I don't. I have no idea. Maybe it would. Maybe it's the just the how much land you need, right? And the price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then also, it's up seventy five, right? So it's actually close because you know it's not. They have tournaments there, but they're not really local tournaments. You got teams coming from Tennessee. You got teams coming mm-hmm. from South Carolina. You got teams coming from basically all over, and sometimes all over the United States, but all over the Southeast. Yeah. So maybe they were thinking, you know, uh, close proximity to some of the other Southern states. But uh, but yeah. So and then and I'm moving. So yeah. There's that. So it's been getting you moving the kids, you know, the wife, kids, and the in laws. Air got down about it. It's, it feel like it feels. It feels very, uh, it's, all, it's a little bit overwhelming for sure. But, I can understand. Uh, but we 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 making it do what it do. And you shooting a world-renowned, internationally known podcast. Yes. Uh, on top of that, yes, we are shooting a world-renowned, oh so, uh, what they uh, uh, what they call it, uh, uh, syndicatable. Also syndicatable. Who knew? Who knew? We syndicatable. Oh, you know that. Hey, and look, anybody that's got syndication powers out there, we Mm -hmm. are very syndicatable. Our our syndication rights are for sale. (laughs) Um, Now, I had an interesting weekend. I watched a, I binge watched like about four or five episodes of the uh, I forget what it's called the uh, the the Lakers show. You still ain't watched. I thought you was gonna say Game of Thrones. You still ain't watched. Never watching that. You Never said you it. was gonna watch it. I was, I, I was being, I was lying. You, <laughs> I'm not gonna watch that, bro. You got to give Game of Thrones five episodes. What you got to do is get caught up on this Magic Johnson Lakers show on HBO. Okay, Max. scale of one to ten. Um, uh, solid eight. Is it better than Succession? No, I give that a nine. <laughs> I give this eight. Okay, all right. Um, you got to see it because I say the difference being is like it's real. It's obviously I'm sure they're taking some liberties, but it's a real it's real people. That real, dude looked like magic. No, it, like Kareem. There's a guy who plays Kareem. Guy who plays Pat Riley, Paul Wesley. Like all these guys that you know and things that I experienced as a fan are sort of you're giving you the the behind the scenes. 
So it's really dope. So I caught up. I was like probably four or five episodes back on that. I caught up on that. And then the other thing I watched was the full documentary on the, it's like a four part series on Magic Johnson, the Magic Johnson uh, on it. Oh, that's on Apple. Apple Plus. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Really? Fantastic. Oh man. You forget how great Magic was. Well. Magic is, Magic was, Magic has had a life. Oh yeah, 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 and 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 like and 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 which which part is better, the the playing or the post? It's all of it. I mean, it's, because he's like, because now I mean, he's he's part owner of the Dodgers. Yeah, obviously had you know great business uh, success and on court success. It gets into all of that. It and, gets into all of that. Um, great, great wife. Um, Here, it's a lot there, and I don't want to spoil it because it's new, so I'm not going to give you any details. But I will say. Go now. If this was like if we four months from now and you still haven't seen it, then maybe we gonna come on and say stuff. But right now, it's still pretty new. It gets into all of it. This you know the relationship with him and Cookie, um, his early days with the Lakers, um, obviously the business stuff, and and then the you know the HIV period. Yeah, they say he used to use those side rooms before the games. Unbelievable stuff in here. Did they that cover he that? Talks about. Um, not in detail. Like it's not. It's not salacious. It's not unnecessarily. He had to salacious. green light it. So that part. Yeah, yeah. It's not like he didn't get. You know, because his kids are in it. He was yeah. only gonna go so far with the. I did have my times and extracurricular activities. Well, he did. He said with the young ladies. It went, I think at at the time he was quoted saying he liked to uh, facilitate. <laughs> Anytime you facilitating for women, he wanted to facilitate. He wanted to facilitate. There was women's one fantasies. interview back when this first happened when he yeah. first got first announced. He said, "Sometimes I like two women's. Sometimes I had like three women's at a time, and it got to be four one time." You no, know, he I- said six. Six. Yeah. Cause they put the clip. The clip is in the in the documentary. Hey, hey, hey! And he smiled. Then he smiled. He's literally sitting at the time dealing with HIV at a time when we we thought it was a death sentence. And he he was like, six women. (laughs) Like he earned. He earned earned his HIV. He earned it. He got down, and I don't want to give it away because it's whack. Because most most people out here catching it with just one. And like he's like, I got mine with six player. I mean, at least like if you're gonna catch it, that's the way you want to get that thing. I'm not gonna give nothing away. Go watch it. Definitely go watch it. Cause it would suck to get it with just one. Like if you had like I had five, then six, like six, like okay, you earned it, player. You earned that. Yeah, yeah. I mean that was at once with the with the with the no rubber. <laughs> I don't know if it's is it funny. No, is it? I'm just saying, like, like you, you know how wild you gotta be. I mean, it's like, like yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's real pumps in the bump. Like yeah. it's real. Like you, like you, you just doing the video. Like I am the inspiration for pumps in the bump. Yeah, now nah, he I was, was uh, pumping in every bump. Yeah, nah, he was he was a wild boy. But <laughs> hey, the, that's funny. Is that funny? <laughs> so was that? Is this? Well, because we're still talking about HIV here. Yeah, I'm just saying. No, I mean to be like, all right, I'm finna smash all of y'all raw dog. Well, yeah, because he didn't know. He didn't know that he was HIV. And then if you imagine, you got to think, like, I'm good. Yeah, no, listen, man, it was... um, I'm invincible. When you follow this in succession, because obviously we, as the consumer, we're watching it play out. Like, I was in Chicago at the time. I hadn't moved to L.A. I was just about to move to L.A. Um, But watching all this play out, and then knowing the timing... And then knowing how it happened behind the scenes, unbelievable stuff. So, so, so you remember where you were when I you heard exactly where? I so, okay, so, so I'm at football practice, right? I'm in the ninth grade. I'm at football practice, and uh, 
like was one of the I all white coaching staff and uh they're all country like you know they they would vote for David Duke if they could for president and a uh, coach comes up to me one of the assistants he like hey you heard about what happened to uh Michael <laughs> and I said no nah, what he didn't come down he got that uh he got he got AIDS I said Michael who Jackson <laughs> he said Michael Jackson got AIDS and I said what Michael Jackson. He said, "Yep, they just announced it." Michael Jackson. It's, this all the same to him. Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Michael he, Jackson, so Reggie I'm, Jackson. I'm all through football practice, thinking <laughs> Billy Jackson. Because you know you can't go to your phone. You can't. You know, you, there's no internet. Is not. No, yeah, yeah, like you had to wait. <laughs> yeah, I had to wait till I got home, and I was like, "It's damn Magic, damn Johnson." <laughs> Check. He said, "Yeah, you heard. You heard about it. Ain't no Michael got uh, AIDS. <laughs> he said HIV. Was he happy? He seemed like the way you're the way you're representing it. He was thrilled by it. I think he was he was uh, probably more just uh, intrigued or yeah. man, I don't know if intrigued the word, but definitely kind of like just take you know surprised. Like man, yeah. Michael got AIDS. I said, who Michael? Michael who? He said Michael Jackson. He didn't he didn't come down with the AIDS. He didn't come down." <laughs> Wow. But anyway, I, again, I'll suggest that you, you catch up on that as soon as you guys get settled in the new house. Put that up. Watch yes. Oh, uh, we well, 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 well. So and we're joining the ranks because my wife has vowed to not get the direct TV back once we move into the spot. She's using this as her time to break ties. Well, how are you going to deal with the football season? Because they still have I'm got to figure out what I'm going to do whatever you do. From what I've read, they, they only have one year. more year. I'm gonna do whatever you do. That's what I'm doing. What are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm still I'm still wired. Oh, you're still wired. Yeah, I okay. just turned it off. Like I told him, I'm gonna turn mine off till August. Oh, okay. So, so I'm, I'm not. I, I, well, you, you you're not gonna have me over. It. You can suspend the uh, the thing. You I, oh, or did you get rid of your TVs? No. So then, I mean, what? Still here? Come over here. I mean, that's possible. Negotiate that. <laughs> I mean, so, you wow, man. We watch different now. Like I'm much more calm, and I'm I'm used to being alone. I'm you way be, more calm now. You calmer? Than, no, you're calmer than you used Bro, to be. I got like I don't have a team, so now it's just you oh, have oh, a great team. play. He's, oh wow, this, I don't have a team stuff. Like let's. I don't have a team, but I do have a born dream. In, well, not born and raised. You've been in Atlanta I, since you were seven. If, if if they draft Malik Willis, I hop back on. You play daily fantasy. Yeah. That's your team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Clearly. That's how I set up my my TVs, the, the whole yeah. thing. So, yeah, I'm not. Bro, like, I, I the only time I yell is when something bad happens in fantasy. Other than that. See, like, you got to see you gonna have to talk to Marie. About what? Getting your direct TV back. No, nah, I'm coming over here. But, you, but I be closed some days. Like, some days I don't be open for I business. I need to open. No, I don't need no business. No, I just need, need business. This ain't no And I come around bar. the side. This ain't jocks and jills. <laughs> I bring my own my own wares, bring my own <laughs> bottle, come in here with my own hiss. You better you better talk to you know, sounds like you done lost the war on terror in your own crib. Nah man, <laughs> there's probably a little bit of that as well. I can't lie, but I'm I'm setting my TVs back up. I mean yeah. so well, Oh, but you how you gonna do it? I don't know. I, I I'm this is uncharted territory. Yeah. I thought you were gonna give me a play. But you, I don't, but have, you're, I don't but know you're, yet. But I, you're gonna. You're, I have to talk to my AV guy because I don't know. Once it goes that way, I don't know how to do. You know, it would be cool if sessions was open. We could just go down there. Well, we are yeah. we are going to be set up for that. But yeah. then Trick's got a whole other monetization plan for. Single, but he's going to be watching the games over here or down there, or you back. And he's forth? saying he's going to go over there. Okay, because we're setting it up where we have. Uh, 
four on the big, you know, yeah. antennas. They have the the, the mm. big digital. Yeah, they had the hologram TV. Yeah, we ha- <laughs> we're gonna have that. Yeah, where you can split it in four, and then there'll be three behind the bar. Okay, yeah, I mean, be, we'll I got, so I figure out something Table. between you and and him and. And, and then hey, I, that, I you, hey, you taking a lot in your hands. Like I am, man. You taking a lot more in your hands well, than I would. Because I'm a need job, man. I'm I'm really going. I'm telling you now. I'm putting because you, you know me, now. man. I'm old school. I just you be outside ringing the bell, and you'll see <laughs> and hear people, and they'll be like, just, "Nah, don't go to this door." I'm that guy. <laughs> I I'll be calling you. <laughs> my, I can I know see you in there. <laughs> I know you in there. I can see the TVs. Anyways, um, I got we got to talk a little bit about the NBA. Um, I hadn't intended to. Uh, we were going to devote this uh, episode completely to the NFL draft, uh, which is tomorrow. Uh, it's tomorrow. Yes, Tuesday. We're well. We're, we're putting this out Wednesday, so it's it'll be tomorrow. So for the purposes of TV and production, for production purposes, it's tomorrow. Yes. Um, I was like, damn Tuesday. <laughs> okay. Um. So, but let's. I'm going to talk about the NBA pretty quickly because I wasn't going to get into this, but I also didn't think that. Brooklyn, how can I put this? Brooklyn's embarrassing. I'm officially, I've never been on a Brooklyn train. Um, the oh, Nets, you, you are the conductor. Can I finish? Can I finish? Go right ahead. Loud mouth. Choo-choo. Um, Where's your ticket? I've never been a New Jersey <laughs> Nets, Brooklyn Nets fan. I've been a K- Kevin Durant supporter and supporter of all things Kevin Durant. If Kevin Durant said that he could win a championship with Kyrie and Harden and I supported him in that. But let me say this. Kevin Durant is about to get me completely <laughs> off the train. I I can't even express how disappointed I am in Kevin. To me, because I can come on here before in our last episode or two episodes ago, we talked about why I didn't think they we're going to win. I hope that they would win, but I didn't think they were going to win because of um, because I don't think Nash can coach himself out of a coach, uh, out of a paper bag, and I think that's been true. They Boston had a great defensive game plan for Kevin Durant. They've shut him down, and there's been no adjustments made. Um, that aside, there's no excuse for Kevin. You have to eat this L. You have to. The, your legacy has taken a hit. I come on here and I will talk shit about LeBron James all the time. I talk about his legacy. I talk about when he's not played well, and I choose to emphasize that. I'm not going to sit here and be a hypocrite and not do the same for Kevin Durant. This is your responsibility. I know you don't care about me in our little podcast, but you're responsible for this. You ask nothing of your teammates. You ask nothing of your coach. I'd tell you where the difference is. At least LeBron, in error many times, will get a coach moved, He'll get players moved until he feels that he's got the right chemistry to do whatever he needs to do. Right, wrong, or indifferent, he is using his weight to try to do what he believes is helping his team. What are you doing, Kevin, with your weight? You had Kyrie sit out almost every game. You never asked, you never pulled up that we know of and said, you need to get the shot. We need you out here. We're slipping. We're seventh. The reason you're out of the tournament right now is because you were seventh playing a team you shouldn't even be playing. You should be playing the Bulls or somebody right now. You've not asked the coach. You've not gotten on the coach. You've not gotten on your teammates. You've not called out Harden. You're still cool with Harden. How you be cool with a guy who bailed on you in the middle of a championship run? 
At what point do you stand up and start acting like a superstar? That's what I have to say. This is on Kevin. And I'm off the Kevin train. And I might be back on next October. But right now, I'm off the Kevin train. Yeah, I was looking at um, some of the stat lines, the low volume of shots in particular. Um, in game two, I think it was. What did he shoot, like 11 shots? Or he hasn't something. really gone. He had to get 19 shots the first game. But that – Yeah. Um, and he should have more. It's the playoffs. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, obviously everyone's seeing – the lack of, uh, you know, the, the lack of assertiveness, uh, seemingly at least, because Kyrie, I mean, he he's he's mercurial, but he's shooting the ball. He's seven for nine, oh for seven from three, I believe, last game. So he's shooting the basketball. He's yeah. doing what Kyrie's always mm-hmm. done. Uh, and you're looking at you, to, to be down three zero, and I obviously the thing that I always thought was, I thought they were when they first joined, I said there's a lack of leadership there. That that was the first thing, and the second thing I talked about was. Where's the defense going to come from? And I think that now, so you have that makeup of a team. And a first-year coach, he had, Steve Nash hadn't coached on any level. Second year. I'm talking about before before yeah, the yeah. Nets. And then you have a terrible first-round matchup in Boston. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost the same thing that's going on with the Hawks in a terrible first-round matchup with the Heat. Yeah. I mean, because these these are two defensive teams. Yeah. And you got Boston's guys the number one like defensive team. Kyle league, right? Lowry, who was hurt yesterday, and they blew out the Hawks. And then and, and Marcus Smart. These guys are both you know hard nosed defenders. They get in your head. They're, they're making you you know uh, come out of your character. They're making you give up cheap fouls and technicals. And they're just so they they have they they're doing all the. They are built for the playoffs. Both of those squads, and what and I believe what you're saying, you go well. At least the Hawks won one game. I mean, they did. And what, I think the thing that's so disappointing with Brooklyn is they ain't even won a game. Now they were in some games, but they were not, in all the games, but not finding a way to, uh, to you know, to, I mean, three zero, you're on the verge of being swept. Yeah. Um, which I hope don't happen, just because I want to see more. But I, I mean, I like watching Kevin Durant and Kyrie play, and I you I don't. Hope. But do you watch like you like to watch this version of them? Well, I don't. Well, I'm hoping that they rise, well, right? Like, I mean, so I'm hope I like when I say I like watching them play. Yeah. Obviously, it's not. I this did version. in the regular season, and I did yeah. the the nine times they played together during the regular season. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping. No, nah, man, I'm hoping that like, we get like some some you know some 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 uh, well, some buck. Well, here's the thing. Talk about buck brings me to my next thing. Man, what about the the job that uh that Boston's coach is doing? Boston's well, okay. So all right, I was gonna say something else, but let me let's address that. Completely out coaching Nash. The Nigerian came, came with the defensive plan to negate, like, Brooklyn likes to get the ball in the middle of the floor, whether it's Kevin Durant, he sort of gets it at the post and then he can he can maneuver or he can drive, you know, drive and kick, or they'll do that with Bruce Brown. They're bringing, they're clamping yes. the middle. Yes, they are. And forcing then, the ball out. And they're forcing the ball out. And and effectively taking the best player that Brooklyn has out of the natural flow of the offense. But there's been no adjustment made. There's no play that's driven up, drawn up. There's nothing that they're, they're not putting Kevin Durant someplace else and saying, okay, double team me here. And then now y'all adjust to me. Like we even just put him in a post, see how he plays in a post, like get it, get the ball to him on a low block, make them bring that double team and decide where that double team is going to come from. And we know Kevin's a, a, a very good passer, so he can have him go from there. There's, they've literally not made that adjustment. I mean, he's a from terrific what I can post see. player too. Yeah, terrific. I, I know mean, he doesn't 
prefer to be on the block. Man, that turnaround jumper he got is up there with any. But but he likes it top of the key or top of the key yeah, left yeah, or right. Yeah, like yeah, that's does, his spot. But I mean, it's back to the basket. And yeah, I mean, I mean, he's I, got it all. I, yeah, I, I. And the fact that the coach can't. And I had somebody tell me, you know, this would never happen to Mike or Kobe or LeBron. And I said, listen, the one thing you got to understand, particularly with Kobe and Mike. They were great players, but they also played for the greatest coach. Like, their coach could coach them out of bad situations and into good situations as a team. Like, obviously, their skill set is going to get you certain things, but you still got to put guys in position to get things done. And and Phil Jackson and the staff, Johnny Bach and, and, and Tex Winters and all those guys, they could X and O you. Especially with that skill. Yeah, with that, that yeah, skill set. Yeah, that clipboard set. in his hand. Yeah. Man, be- there is no ability – for Steve Nash to X and O you. Like, no one's been him. And I said this on the last thing. He makes them four games worse a season. Like, you, if you could get your coach to make you two or three games better just on X and O's, he actually taking you the other way. <laughs> I, I guess, He's I, losing And I guess games. we're seeing a little bit of what Harden was, was you know, one of his uh, reported gripes was Nash. I mean, you, you, looked at, you looked at even last game, I was like, that's, that's, that's Blake Griffin out there, like, to close the game out. You looking at, and he hadn't played any minutes. He hadn't played, in, and that's any the things minute. that, and like, it's like it was you, so random. Now he, you want to try two, three, and then if you want to try that, try it early in the game so you can go. Okay, I'm gonna mix it up, but let me let me not take because I am making the argument because I made it before the series about Nash, but I don't want to take the emphasis off of the fact that this is on Kevin Durant. Well, this goes on your resume, bro. Like I, I'm on here all the time talking about you are what your resume says you are. This is on you, bro. But okay, all right. So can we just talk about for a brief second? Yeah, man, break it down. Ben Simmons fit with the with the Prince Purple Rain circle shades on the side. <laughs> hey, Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons looked like he was like he wanted a revolution's kids, like one of them in the band, like he they, <laughs> like he's one of the kids, bro. Like, I'm trying to think which one though, Cat. <laughs> hey. Like if Cat had like Cat wasn't a revolution. She was no, a new uh, power generation. Uh, Dez Dickerson, maybe. Wow, you, know, you went back. You know, because Dez only stayed in the band a hot yeah, second. Yeah, yeah. He was like two albums, I think. If um, that. <laughs> did, did Dez like? Did Dez really like? Did oh, he tour? Oh, Bobby Z. Yeah, <laughs> it's Bobby Z's mixed kid. <laughs> he uh, looked like Bobby Z's mixed kid. That's hilarious, bro. <laughs> like we are his, going deep. Fit. We are deep in the Prince crates right now. We are naming band members from the first band. Um, <laughs> no, listen, Ben. So, okay. and why your back hurt? You ain't playing. No, but he, there was all this announcement Ben's gonna play game four. Get and now, and now they're like, oh, Ben's not gonna play. And what about the epidural? Like, I know women have babies off that thing. Listen, I know it's gotta work. I, I know this. You need to get shot up with the epidural. I don't epidural. care what you got. Like, like what happened to the days? And I, I, I always say I don't like to be that, you know, the old guy back in my day, we used to blah, blah, blah. But, like I've watched Magic get out there when you know when he had the knee or the thigh contusion or whatever and wrap up and play. We watch Isaiah, mm-hmm. you know, turn the ankle and get out there and play and give mm-hmm. you all you got. I mean, Willis Reed even, you know, Willis Reed and this is even before my time. We've seen the video though, him coming out the locker room, crowd blowing up. He had four points that year. He did, but but they say that was the moment. You it know, was of the course, moment. I didn't see it live, but it was. Yeah. It, it looks it exciting. Looked, it looked <laughs> super lit. Like what about Paul Pierce? Paul, Paul, Paul Pierce got carted off. <laughs> Still one of the funniest things. How you get carted off and then come back like nine real minutes later? Carted off means 
I'm half dead. <laughs> At least for the day. Yeah, I'm dead for the day. Like, for the day. I might, like, because, like, you know, sometimes when I'm you, going on to when be you the really Lord. hurt, they take you to the hospital yeah. in your clothes, yeah. in your uniform. <laughs> they go, they cut his jersey off. They cut his jersey off. You know how, like, in the NFL, they'll take your mask, they'll unscrew your mask off your thing. They were basically the equivalent of unscrewing his mask for the NBA. He was there carrying him out, and then he comes out the locker room Jogging like Willis Reed. Yeah, that was – and they won. And they won the game. And they won. Where yeah. is that for Ben, man? This is, this is a sad thing. And, again, Ben is lame, but – I blame KD. No, it's KD, but I just was looking at his because fit like the other day. I was I, like, yo. His, no, his fit in every game. He looked like he know how to work pro tools. Did you see his chain? Like, yeah. it was like two games ago. It's like, how many hundreds of millions of dollars in diamonds is that? Yo, and then he filed a grievance against Philly to get paid. <laughs> 20 million or whatever it was. Look, I know it's cliche, and we hear about it in football all the time, especially at this time of year when we're about to do the draft. And they go, you know, they want to ask it. Do you love the game? Do you love the game? I don't think Ben loves the game. Well, and and, and to and, to, and I, Stephen A made this point. You know, he quit on. Look like I, I'm. Oh, I can't. You can't necessarily say he quit on the Nets because they got him. Like he never. That. And they, yeah, they got him damaged. And, but I guess he, he theoretically quit on Philly, and he quit on LSU. And I forgot Absolute, about that. No, I never did. I yeah. I always said the reason that I couldn't. I mean, you used to argue because you was a Ben guy. You used to you used to. Used to me? I'm not saying well, not you didn't argue for Ben. I ain't even really, as a person, no. but you were like, "Oh, Ben's a great player." I like, watched two games. Oh, you're talking about when he was with Philly. Yeah, I'm talking yeah, about when yeah, he was yeah, with Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, and my yeah, argument yeah. to you was, I said I never signed on for Ben because when you're a top player, I didn't know he's going to have a nervous breakdown. Yeah, but when you're a top player and you can't get a college team to the tournament, yo, that was your point. That was, and I was like, you got. I'm just saying, I'm looking at that. Yeah. But 15, I think, you know, whatever it was, he's averaging 15, 8, and 8. And I was like, that's that translates. And if and, and if and if they can get that, you know, if they can get – I just didn't know he was going to have a mental breakdown. But here's the thing. I mean, that's I, a, don't, like, he's I like, don't know if he had a mental breakdown. Like, that's to a me, mental breakdown. He always been this guy. No, not playing at all. At all. Like I, I mean, said, there have been whole children that weren't on the earth that are on the earth now since the last time since the last time he played. Like yeah. there, there are people alive. To me, the issues with the birth been, cycle. We're yeah. entering a whole other birthing yeah. cycle. No, it's I gonna be it. it's gonna be two birthing. It's gonna be eighteen months before he didn't Look, play. I, I am not here to question whether the man is injured or not, but I am the thing that I think any athlete, whether you you know strapped up for high school, college, how you or hurt pro. and you ain't been playing. You wasn't hurt when you. When well, you, I don't know. Like when you, you left the you game, can, you can get hurt against the Hawks. You, can you get, wasn't hurt, but you can get hurt training. You can get hurt. You but, get hurt in practice. I don't know. I can't. I can't tell a man. I ain't seen his medical reports on his back. What I am saying though is, if you want to help your team, and you you're like telling the reporters, look at this, get this. Like I don't know if you saw that. He's like telling the reporter, like. Yeah, make sure you get this, and it's him dunking in practice. Nah, I haven't seen like Zion style. Yeah, no, not like that. <laughs> that was explosive. <laughs> this was like big dude dunking. But if you fifty percent, give me the fifty. Give me what you got, bro. Give me the fifty. I think, and and I like, also give me think, what you got. Like seriously, give me what you got. Look at well, okay, okay. So a perfect a perfect example of that, right? We just saw it this weekend. Robert Williams. Meniscus yeah. surgery was a meniscus torn meniscus supposed to be out six weeks. Come back three played fifteen or yeah, seventeen he gave minutes. You what he, he gave and, you but, what he could. But what he did was he played defense. He's the best defensive center in the league, efficiency rating wise. Yeah. He's got the best number. And I watched him 
man in the middle of that court. I, what a different man. I mean, you want to talk about a top flight rim protector. This dude was just, I mean, he moves his feet yeah. like a guard. Yeah. And, and anyway, so he gave you. He gave you what that, he could. And then went in and said, sat down. Call right. the alley hoop. I'm going to go sit down yeah. now. And then, what's his name? These Tees. Whatever Daniel Dice. Dice or whatever how you and, say and, his uh, name. Grant Williams. Yeah, but, other guys who Yeah, come but in. The, and then the guy and that and I think that energized the other guy who comes in and is giving you what he has. Like yes. we're at that time of year where and we were talking about this a little bit before we started rolling, that every possession in the playoffs matters. On each end of the court. Every stop you get has added meaning. Every three you hit has added meaning. Every miss layup, every miss foul shot. Cause these games come down to key possessions in the last two or three minutes. Even in games where the final outcome might be eight, nine, ten points difference, during the, the core of the game, you're you're you know, you're in striking distance. You're, Who said it? Was it was it Draymond or was it Kyle? Everybody not built for this play. Who said that? Draymond said, Draymond said that. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember which 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 guy. No, and Draymond, it, Draymond it, said it is that. true. It's, it's a whole nother game. And it's, so, yes, yeah, to piggyback off of your point, every possession. Yes. It's like it's it's a different deal. It's the, the NFL playoffs and the NBA, it's just totally different. And that's why even when we went back earlier in the year, and uh, I want to say goodnight to my Bulls, uh, who I think will be out of this tournament in another day or so. But it's why I said they couldn't win is because in the NBA, the Bulls, like the Bulls are five months in, fr- off of a teardown right. and a rebuild. There was no way – and you had a team where almost everybody on the team had never been in the playoffs before. Even Zach. Zach had never been in the playoffs. Only person, you know, DeMar, only couple guys, like DeMar, Vooch, DeMar had been in the playoffs. Vooch in the playoffs? But I don't think Vooch has been in the playoffs. Like, most of these guys are young and have been on bad teams. Caruso. Caruso had been in the playoffs. Championship. Right. But, and, and you know, all of that. But as a unit, they had to learn. And we're five, six months into a yeah. To a, uh, but I'm going to maintain if Lonzo's playing. I think that things are different. Yeah, like maybe we go four two. No way. I think y'all got no, a chance not, to beat not, them. We, well, I think y'all got I, here's a chance what to I will say. Them. I think that if Lonzo doesn't get hurt, we actually finish in the top three because we we were yes. yeah you I, were number one. I think for we're a number second. one for like a, like half the season. Yeah. So so and I think and, and also so we're talking about well me defense right yeah. But we're also talking about his shot making ability yes. from deep. Yes. Lonzo Ball, Lonzo Ball, and that's was real. hands down our best three point shooter, and, and that's real. Yeah. And so, and before we started rolling, we were talking about how much the three has changed the game, and we're not saying anything to most of you guys listening don't already know or watching. But you you miss your best perimeter defender probably him and you want him to argue Alex, yeah. And you and, and and obviously a true point guard, a yeah. guy that can facilitate, and, and a guy that can, and if he's open, he can knock down yeah. that three. And you and he's and he's long. So yeah, I I'm a fir- I've liked Lonzo ever since he was with the Laker. Yeah, no S the Laker. <laughs> yeah, no Lonzo bring the the one thing that we missed the most with Lonzo when uh when when he left is he gets you in so many easy baskets because he his dad who was a Magic Johnson fan and made him a Magic Johnson fan made him understand the importance of pushing the ball via the pass. Get the ball up the court. Get an easy basket and transition. All that went away when he left. Because no, like people don't really do it. People The ball sticks. They, they ball, the ball sticks. Yeah. He would get you, he would get us in about 10, 12 easy buckets or 10, 12 easy points. Six buckets a game. 
Well, just cause, a transition. Cause, and not only that, but it also it also increases uh, you know foul foul well, defensive fouls. Yep. So it's I mean, yeah you because got the, a lot of times like, they'll do that they'll take the you know yeah stop and the Kyrie break took a, and, yeah. uh, took a, a had a dumb take, one yeah and it's so foul. funny even before Gundy said it. I was like, why would you take that foul there? Like, give, it's early. It's like the score is 14-11. Yeah. Give him the bucket. Yeah. And even – and here's the thing. Just because they're in transition doesn't mean they're going to convert. Now, if a guy's on a straight-up breakaway, it's you and him and you're the last person, then take the foul. But you had a guy – you had a guy or two rotating back. You stopped the break for two points, and now you have an extra foul, and that changes. It's sure. like, think, bro. And it, and it was early in the first quarter. Yeah, it was early. So, so you're talking about picking up, you know, foul one and – Eight with the eight at the eight minute mark, nine minute mark, whatever it but was. But you know what? I blame that on coaching. But you got Kyrie ain't been in the league almost a decade. You don't know. You don't know no better than that. But when you're playing the game, like I'm not taking that fact. At some point, you got. I mean, you got to have some awareness. Facts. But what you do say, what 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 good coaches do, is good coaches are there to remind you of things that you already. Well, know. you can't. I was talking about that <laughs> yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Uh, at at the gym, mm-hmm. um, just that. You, you would see some staffs just quiet. And what I noticed about, you know, my son's high school staff is they're never quiet. Right. They're, they're coaching the, the back line of the defense. They're coaching whatever they're doing. There's, they have three of them. And they're, they're constantly talking, if not to the guys on the floor, they're talking to the guys on the bench. Mm-hmm. But there's never, ever a moment where there's any silence. It's, it's, it's constantly coaching every single possession, every single part of the game, every if they're passing the ball, rotate this way, backside, backside. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're constantly yeah. moving guys around. And they're, just, they're just gentle And reminders. you see them yeah. coaching them into wins. Yes. And they're just and if you're a aware player, it's just a reminder because if you've ever been on a court and there's a crowd and there's the organ playing and there's music, it's a lot of things going on. Sometimes it's a little bit, hey, you know, do this, do that. Just a quick reminder, sure. and it just it helps you refocus. But there's a real problem in Brooklyn. I hope they address it because I'd like to see Kevin Durant get his career and legacy back on track. But I will tell you before we close this segment, if he go play with LeBron, are you still gonna have the same? Want please God no, <laughs> please God no, um, no. But I don't even want to have to. That's a nightmare for me. You just freak me out. Um, I will say this though, you got to get this on track, bro. Like this is on your this is on your sheet, this is on your resume. This is the worst possible scenario that could happen to you. Um. It's almost, in a weird way, almost a bigger story than LeBron not making the playoffs. Honestly, I think it's you're catching all types of heat, and you deserve it. And and it deserves to go all through the offseason. And it's a bigger story because LeBron's 37, going to be 38, and he's at the end of his career. You are in still very much in the middle of your thing. And my issue is not so much your play. Anybody can have a bad series. Anybody can shoot the ball bad. Maybe you quit. Maybe you didn't. What I have an issue with is your leadership to demand things from the coach, the front office, and the teammates. Where is that? You're supposed to be a superstar. Where is that part of it? Like, Because like I said, good, bad, or indifferent, LeBron is not sitting back letting things happen that he knows ain't right without saying nothing. And, and now we're talking now, I've seen certain little scuttle, scuttlebutt about is Tatum. Now surpassing Durant, yeah, I've seen Fair that. Question. I've seen that conversation on social media now. I don't think one series does that, but it's fair. But when you start exactly, it's and fair. I, I agree, I agree with you. 
but when you now, but now there's there's a little bit of smoke, and that's going to lead into next season. Sure. Seeing now, and if Boston mess around and they win the championship, um, that obviously that's just going to be that much more wood on that fire. So one hundred percent, because you could sit here as a Kevin Durant guy, I could sit here and go, oh, one season, but that man beat you straight up. Y'all played each other, and y'all was on the court at the same time, and like Teddy KGB. He beat you. Pay that man his, his money. money. He beat you straight up. Straight up. Kids <laughs> he got alligator blood. Alligator blood. Um, so let's take this opportunity to quickly um, talk about this uh, NFL draft. I know both of us are big NFL guys, big draft guys. Um, this is an interesting draft in this respect. There's no big quarterbacks. In fact... I actually think some mistakes are about to be made because this is a year where there's legitimately not a first round, probably not even a second round. I don't think there's any quarterback on the board that should be taken before the third. Like, if that's where Russell Wilson went, none of these guys are projecting to be Russell Wilson. So we're talking about quarterbacks fourth and back. But because quarterbacks are such a premium in the NFL, we're talking ourselves into Matt Corral and guys like that. And uh, what's the guy at Cincinnati? Um Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter, like, moving into the bottom of the first. Huge mistakes, in my uh, opinion. The interesting thing, interesting thing about this draft, though, is we got top players that are defensive ends, wide receivers, uh, offensive linemen, corners, uh, to a lesser degree. Those are the hot positions, but because they're not the hot names, it has a little different sizzle on the draft. We usually like the quarterbacks. We like it when there's a guy. Mm-hmm. None of these guys are it. Is there any of these – Let's just say this and get the quarterbacks out of the way. Is there any of the guys that are slated, Ritter, Pickett, uh, Corral, or Malik Willis, that you think over time could project to be even a middling quarterback? Yeah. I, I, I mean, so when we when you you sent over the topics for this. Uh, <laughs> when you forced me to do this show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And I started yeah, I thinking. I felt you looking for the words. Well, well, I was thinking about, uh, you know, obviously, you know, the Falcons are in a position, so I'm, I'm hoping that we draft, you know, a black quarterback. Uh, just for those who know that I'm not racist, I wanted Matt Ryan. I, I championed for Matt Ryan when he was coming out. I've always been a Matt, big Matt big, guy. Huge since, since I saw and him And you play. still support him even yes, where he where I'm rooting for him with the Colts. Yeah. I don't think that we supported him in the right way, but whatever. But I won't. Malik Willis and the only, and the reason that I want him is just because of the success that I've seen. Uh, guy, you just mentioned uh, Russell Wilson, obviously Kyler Murray. These are guys who are sub six feet. Um, and Malik, you know Malik Willis for you know the, all the liberty talk and lack of competition, he played well. His one well, he plays two years at, at Auburn, but um, you know he still averaged I believe sixteen yards a carry at at, at Auburn. Was, this is a guy who, you know, has obviously Power Five Division One pedigree. And, you know, went to Liberty, a smaller uh, level of competition, and did what you're supposed to do. Tear he it tore up. it up. Yeah. Um, so you're talking about it. So, I mean, for me, and we're talking about basically a scarcity mentality, right? So if there's not a lot of great quarterbacks just around, you know, it, you're when anytime something is scarce, it causes you to maybe press and Overvalue, reach. Overvalue, yeah. Yeah. And so if, if he's there, I would like to see, first of all, his name is Malik. Willis. And his last name's Willis. Yeah, and so you think about like, okay, so I like your extra black name. Yeah, I it's up there with Lamar Jackson and Willie Green. Yeah, and so to be in that company just alone excites me. 
you have an extra black name, which means that Scar, because ain't many, it ain't no slow Malik's walking around. And he's shown a propensity, a high propensity to dip. He's shown a, an awareness to take it to the crib. And he's also shown a consistent ability to get somewhere, which are all things that the urban community embraces. <laughs> Dipping. Yeah. <laughs> get to the crib. Yeah. And get somewhere. And ride out. He has so tremendous ride out. Whether he gets out. to the crib or not, yeah. just get somewhere yeah, ultimately. Get, ultimately, he needs he needs shown just 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 a consistency to do all three of those let, things. Let me ask you this question. It's very fan-friendly for Atlanta. On a, on a serious note, how because we talk about this a lot off the line, but offline, but let's address it. How important is it for the city of Atlanta to have a a black quarterback that they can embrace? I mean, I know it's like a taboo topic. Um, you know, people are uncomfortable talking about black quarterbacks and white quarterbacks and why we root for who we root for. Because I think as many white people root for white quarterbacks as black people root for black quarterbacks. I don't know why it breaks down that way. I like quarterbacks of all kinds, but I like to see black quarterbacks do well. But this city in particular seems to really, because of the Michael Vick thing, been longing for a guy that they could get behind. Because as well as Matt Ryan's play, Matt Ryan had uh, put up a Hall of Fame career here and was never embraced right. by the fancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, obviously, you well, I think for Matt Ryan, I just think it was basically the shoes that he was trying to fill. And what I mean by but that is... But even he proved himself, though. No, he, he surpassed Mike Vick by, in spades. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But it was just, what I believe, what Mike meant to the city. And, you know, you all, you guys talk about, you know, Chicago and so what certain baseball players meant right. to the city. And obviously, you know, Mike... We can take him out of the conversation because we obviously know, and you've, you know, you, you well documented what he meant to Chicago, and you. So when Michael Vick came to Atlanta, again, the dome was never sold out, uh, and I don't want to say never. We sold out the '99. I've talked about we sold out the '99 season the year after the Super Bowl, and I'm it could have been Chris Chandler year. Chris Chandler year. We we and we started selling out when we went 14 and two, like midway during that run. But I'm talking about the Dome has been consistently sold out the moment we drafted Michael Vick. And I think that – and then the and then he delivered. He delivered. Now, did he deliver a Super Bowl? No, but he delivered wins. He delivered back-to-back winning seasons. Although Excitement. It was a marginal and – he, and he played the way he played at Virginia Tech. Right. So when you have that type of and, – and, and obviously, right, it's the reason why Mike Tyson – is so highly regarded and so thought of, well thought of, is because stylistically the way that he fought. Was Mike Tyson a great champion? I say no. He didn't beat, I mean, give me one great champion that he actually beat, especially in their prime. And okay, I'll, I'll, I'll concede, but I, but Mike Tyson never beat anybody great. I mean, when he fought Evander Holyfield, he freaked out. When he fought Lennox Lewis, he got, he got whooped. And I think that as much, so as much as people think that he was a great champion, I believe they like knockouts are easy to process, right? Like, right. Oh, he knocked, he knocked his ass out. Oh, wow. That must've been, he's so great. And then his charisma. Well, you take Michael Vick the same way when a guy, the play breaks down and Mike takes off for 40 yards for a touchdown or, you know, creates a new pocket, creates a new pocket, you know, goes back, 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 Tecmo Bowl style. Right. And then, you know, throws a, you know, 70 yard touchdown. Those, that's very, fa- it makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. And, and, and those are indelible moments on the city's mind, right? In their hearts. Like they don't go away. I remember, you know, when, when he obviously ran the, the, in overtime, when he, when he uh, t- went around the left side against Minnesota, yeah. scored the touchdown. Cause the back then you go in with a field goal. Right. Ran it all the way in, touchdown, and then to go straight for the tunnel. Right. You know, I mean, those are moments, you know, and, and, you know, Matt Ryan never had a moment like that. But what he had was touchdowns and wins. But when you are replacing such a great entertainer, 
it's hard. It's hard. It's hard, particularly in a city that is so urban. It's hard to uh, it's hard to 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 come behind that. If you own the team, would you draft Malik Willis because you knew that it would ring off for the family? Yes. Um, well, because because the thing. Oh, if they're okay. If there's because you guys are at six. If there's Trevor Lawrence in the draft, no, no. I'm saying in this draft, right? But what I'm saying you is in the this team. draft, yes. Heck yes. You're taking him at six yes, or seven. I would have taken Justin Fields. And you know, I don't even like Justin Fields coming yeah. out of Ohio State. Yes, absolutely. But, but he's from here, but he's not of here. No, he's Kennesaw. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, and he. Yeah, he's not going to. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to. Like, there's a Malik Willis. Yeah, and his name's Malik Willis. Yeah. Malik. Holy smokes. Yeah. Yes, that's great here. Let me ask you this. Because um, we're obviously not going to get into as much detail. Yeah, boy, detail. Malik. Here come Malik. And here, here's another thing about Malik Willis that. <laughs> That's that's great. Is that he he wouldn't be sitting behind anybody that you know he couldn't be that yeah, yeah. yeah Marcus Mariota. I mean, yeah. so there's nobody. Yeah, Marcus is a pretty pedestrian. Well, the the point that I'm making though is like you know Mike was behind at least a Super Bowl right uh, Pro Bowl quarterback and, and Chris Chandler. He only sat behind him one season, so there's not going to be this you know this like he he can come right in yeah. And after maybe like five or six games, provided you know Marcus isn't you know doesn't surprise anyone, yeah, and come in and there's not going to be this great ex- expectation is what right. I'm saying. He can yeah. he can mess up. Because you guys are in a, re- a a full rebuild. Yes. Yeah. No, listen, it's uh the term we use loosely because I'm not with the Falcons yet. Yeah, they draft I, Malik. I, I'll and, say just on balance, I don't see any first. I don't think he's a first round talent. I don't even think he's a second round talent. Um. And that's not that I don't like him. It's just I'm saying how you value the draft versus other positions. Yeah. Like if you're if, if part of your strategy is best player on the board, get somebody on your team that can help you win football games now and three years from now, you don't get to any of these quarterbacks. I think Pickett, you know, has the potential of surprising you in the way that Russ did, but you don't overdraft him. You play you draft a Pickett or a Willis where you drafted a Russell Wilson. Yeah. I just Kenny Pickett, you know what I'm saying? I don't like the way his hair sticks out the helmet. Like I don't know what that what that is. Why is your hair that has out nothing of your to do helmet? with how you like you like football. a fake ass Elway. And then just looking at his numbers like he the, the most touchdowns he threw before last year was 13. 13 and 9. He had one year where he blew the doors off. Yeah. And then you and then and and and, and it was that never a, stopped Trubisky. And it was in the ACC. That didn't stop Mitch Trubisky. Well, yeah, but I mean And he did it in the ACC. So so the, so the, so then the point that I'm making is, right. is underscored by your experience. But what I'm saying is but if you gave me Mitch Trubisky in the third or fourth round, that's different. I'm sitting here going, yeah, man, he's not a bad player. That's different, but we're not. But when we're trading yeah. up to the number two hole to get him, that's one of my biggest. So, so and then, and then, and then this, this is a guy who has started three years. Yeah, pick it. Yeah, in the ACC, Mitch was and in the ACC threw, and only started one year. He threw 12, 13, 12 touchdowns, thirteen touchdowns, another thirteen, and then forty-two. Yeah, that's just bo- I, and then, yeah, and I don't then, like that. And then and then on to back, it was 12, 12 touchdowns, seven picks. And he followed up those other two years with nine picks, yeah. thirteen and nine, thirteen and nine, like, and then, and then and the offense was like a run and shoot, fun and gun offense, and you only throwing thirteen touchdowns. Yeah, like, I listen. I don't like late. I don't like uh, late bloomers. Um, not to say that late bloomers can't figure it out, but I don't like guys that only showed one year in college. And, that and was, I don't want to root for that was Trubisky. Like Kenny Pickett. Like, well, no, I don't think y'all. I have, want Malik. I don't think you guys have any worry about getting Kenny Pickett. All I'm saying is. Every you, team, oh, should, you don't know the Falcons. Every team should let that go by. They'll trade up. Um, let's talk a little bit about defensive ends before we get out of here. What, there's a guy, a lot of conversation about Trayvon, your guy, Trayvon Edwards from um, 
Oh, uh, from Georgia. Yeah, yeah, uh, yes. Am I saying his name right? Is it Trayvon? I believe so. Yeah, Trayvon. I mean, look, 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 we we this is Trayvon. So he's he's moving up the board like crazy because he's an athletic freak. I think he's six four, six five, two seventy five, workout warrior. Only five sacks. Ten sacks in his career. He had five his freshman year, one his sophomore year, then five his junior year. Came out early. Obviously, you know, great player, part of a great defense. I'm always worried about defensive ends that move up because of workouts and not production. Like, I think about the Mike Mamulas of the world that, like, came in. Not that Mike Mamula was a bad player. I think player, he had 10 sacks when he Yeah, you know, no, he wasn't Mamula. a bad player, but he never. But he was a. Uh, well, you, uh, the, the combine guy. Yeah, combine yeah. workout warrior. Like, yeah. you know, like did did amazing. But then you have other guys that are falling, like, uh, what is his name, Thibodeau mm-hmm. in Oregon, who did produce when he played. Um, what's your take on production versus, like, guys? I don't like guys that are moving up when it ain't been no games played. Right. You know what I mean? Like nothing, nothing's happened since December or January, but you got guys improving. This, you know, like I, that's always weird to me. What is your take on that when it comes to drafting? I, I mean, I like to see it, right? So when we were, when we were, I like to see what I like to see production, and I because I maybe it's just the the layman in me, but you take a guy like Derek Stingley. Derek Stingley had, I believe, six interceptions in three seasons, like like six. And this is this is a league. You, I mean, you playing against you know Alabama, who yeah. throws the ball all over the place, and the Auburns of the world, who had bad quarterbacks with the uh, the Knicks kid, and yeah. and uh, you know, so you you've got and you've got all these guys, these guys. I mean, they, they throw the ball around here, and you only got six interceptions. What's his then, PB, what's his uh, PBUs though? Oh, pass breakups. I don't know, but but two point because he just might have bad hands. But then two point eight yards average per return. That shows a severe lack of get somewhere. And so for me, I like to see. Oh, so so take, we want to flip it in reverse. You go look at look at Dion. You know, Dion had fourteen interceptions over his true. over yeah. his over his four seasons, and he even he didn't play a whole lot his his freshman year, and he averaged twenty yards every twenty yards every interception. Yeah, twenty yards, and he, you know he had I believe six six touchdowns. So you're talking. I'm not. That's one of the best of all time. Right. But what I'm saying is, you would like to see a guy, whether it's uh, Trayvon, whether it's Derek Stingley. Um, you would like to see a guy who's going up against the competition. Most guy, most of those guys, they're not going to play on Sunday. And you would like to see them to be a little bit or some well, level of dominance. He's falling. I mean, he's, or, or at least this way, it's a mixed bag. It wouldn't surprise me if he fell because some people like him and some people don't. But you asked me how I feel about yeah. the production. You favor I production see, that you can see. Well, I, not, yes, because, you're again, you're playing against mostly guys who aren't going to be around on Sunday. Right. So if you're going to be a difference maker – if you're going to be one of those guys, then you, there should be some level of real, true dominance when you, uh, you know, when you take the field. You, know, you take a guy like Jamison Williams from Alabama, right? Dominant, yeah. Like suit, like you don't have yeah. to project. And there, and he's got a, uh, he's coming off of ACL, and they still many um, mock drafts still have him as the first or second receiver. Coming yeah, it's, between and, him and uh, Garrett Wilson. And, and then so so it's like okay, you don't have to basically visualize or like how is this gonna. How you, you're at least seeing him going up against what quote unquote the best competition in the in the country in the SEC, some of the best corners, Derek Stingley, and you saw him go up against Sauce, uh, 
saw who I saw so, that name from Cincinnati. You could be like, man, you could, a guy coming back. We think about drafting sauce. sauce. I don't care what position. Yeah, he can long snap a sauce. <laughs> what else can he do? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's funny. Love and, um, and his first name is Ahmad, so that's even like, so that's a black first name. So I'm winning with every like his government name and his his nickname. And his nickname. Um, yeah, like. It, this, like I said, this is an interesting draft because you don't really know what teams are going to do. Um, they haven't really, because there's no like, we're taking Trevor with, you know, we knew when Jacksonville just kept losing, they were tanking for Trevor. Like, there was no question. Te- Trevor was going to be the first pick whether he came out freshman year, sophomore year, or junior year. So it was just a matter of who got that pick. Sure. So, but this time it's like, where's Jacksonville going to go? And I hate. I, like, I really hate the fact that they just seem like they pick at the top all the time. All the time. They're always <laughs> at or near the top. All, all the then time. you got Detroit right after them. I don't know what they're going to do. Um, Giants have two picks in the top 10. I didn't know that. Yeah, they got, because they have the Bears pick, the Justin Fields pick. Oh. Because effectively, and I, this is the part that I can't be mad at the Bears with, is that this is a terrible quarterback draft. So if you felt like, your answer was in last year's draft. Just go up and get your guy because he's certainly in the next. Well, yeah, if basically, if you have a plan, go ahead and yeah. execute it. Yeah, go ahead and execute. Yeah, don't don't be yeah. tepid about it. You yeah. like a guy, go get it. If you yeah. miss, you miss. But at least you got your guy. Exactly. What you don't want to do is want a guy and, and and hold your cards close to the vest and don't play him, and then somebody else get your guy, and then your right. guy turns out. Or to don't be, look to the future because you got to like if you're a good GM. You're looking at this class going, there's no answer in this class. Right. There's no Now, there's answers in the next class, but there ain't no answers in this class. Well, you can't be afraid to be wrong. Yeah. You just got to just go for and it. And that's exactly right. I, I actually of the belief that if you make a mistake, and we did drafting Trubisky, the worst thing you could have done was re-up him on a prove-it deal or whatever, or we'll give you a small deal, and now you've devoted three more years of not going after your guy. I don't know if Justin Fields is ultimately going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback, I'll just take, just give me 10 years of solid play, which is something that we've never had in Chicago. Or just something different, right? Yeah. So, and but you got to keep throwing the dice until you get your guy. And your, so your your feeling and in, in your, uh, you know, your approach was, I wanted, I had the same approach to the Falcons in the draft last year. We had Matt Ryan, but I was just feeling like, not that Matt couldn't get it done. I felt like Matt, his time here was over. And he yeah. needed to be someplace where they can, they can appreciate him and protect him, and hopefully he goes to the Colts, and maybe they can win a Super Bowl. But I felt the 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 energy infusion of a new young quarterback like a Justin Fields would have been great for the city. Now, yeah. obviously, they took Pitts, but hopefully this year they'll do something similar. To that. But but you just want something. Just give me something else. Yeah, you know something else. Now, your feeling about your Bisky, obviously, my feeling about Ryan are two totally different, and I believe they are they're, they're well rooted in in reason. Yeah. Um. But that's that's the way that I that's the way that I felt. You know. Is there anybody in this draft that they're not talking about that you think is gonna pop up one day? Because there's always a guy that you think is gonna be good. Well, I mean, there's or okay. that we're not thinking is gonna All be good. Right. That's gonna nah, be good. I mean, there's, there's one kid out of a uh, University of Texas San Antonio, uh, Tariq Wooten. <laughs> uh, he's projected to go in the second round. First of all, again, Tariq. Yeah. <laughs> Tyreeks are usually fast and good. So uh, he runs a four two seven. Okay, forty two inch vert. He's a kid six four. Plays cornerback. I mean, really? Yeah, yeah. He's and he only played two seasons. Uh, I, so I think if there was a guy who at least had the measurables, 
Yeah. Tyreek Wooten is a guy that six you know you four make. corner. Yeah, six That's four. That's insane. Yeah, six four. And well, Sauce is uh like six, six three. three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sauce, I just like saying Sauce. Sauce. I mean, God. Is, is there anybody that you got? Don't get that, lost in the sauce. He I mean, he's telling the, uh, the receivers. Oh, he got lost in the sauce. Pick six. I love that. Yeah, I mean, um, anybody you think has bust on has uh, first round bust on him? Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. I'm talking about like nobody thinks Kenny Pickett's gonna be great. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm talking about somebody that everybody thinks is gonna be good. Uh do you have? Uh, does anybody uh, jump out? I mean, sometimes you know somebody's gonna bust. We just don't know. You know, you know who I think of bust, uh, and I don't want him to bust because again, because of his first name, Drake London, out of USC. Really? Yeah. I, why? Why do you think? Is it a legitimate reason? Or are you gonna say because he's like? No, him? no. The reason why I think he can win is because his name's Drake. All right. So I like, I like Drake London. But why do you think he can? Why do you think he has? Bust I don't potential? like a guy who like he had his own personal pro day. He skipped the forty and he skipped the uh, the bench press, and he reminds me a little you don't bit. Like his trait. He you don't remind, like his I don't like that, and I don't like. He feels a little bit like uh, you remember uh, Mike Williams, uh, the receiver that came out of there a few years ago. That uh, yeah, not a few years, a ago, lot of like long 10, time yeah, ago. Yeah, ten years ago, it feels feels a little bit like that. I mean, he put up crazy numbers, crazy numbers. He he's an athletic freak. Though. Um. But I, I mean, I like I like guys like you know Jordan Davis runs the forty, did the bench press. I like guys who show up and like I'm about to, I'm I, I want to compete every single compete. time. Uh, and he had, a, he had his own personal pro day because he yeah. had a hamstring injury. Yeah, and he elected not to run the forty, and he elected yeah. not to uh, to do the bench press. And I just was just kind of like, mm. and then obviously you know you're playing you know not against the toughest competition out there, in uh, you know in Pac-12. the Pac-12. So. That 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 just it made me it made my eyebrows raise a little no, bit. No, yeah, I, I don't like that. I'm not gonna lie, I don't like that. I like I like guys that come in. Like, I don't care what we doing. We, we yeah, we, we yeah, what we doing? Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, we compete. We shoot yeah. free throws. And, like, and we're talking about <laughs> like like I don't care who here. Yeah. It could be just me and you. Oh, yeah. you, you think you faster than yeah. me? Like just that old playground. Yeah. Like, well, come on, mark it up. No, I remember. I don't know if you saw the uh, the the uh, rookie sort of. They did like a rookie show that was kind of like. Um, like you know, like the like documentary style thing that they have on HBO. Yeah, they like, follow the rookies. Yeah, around, follow yeah. The rookies, whatever. And they had Micah Parsons was training with Justin Fields, a couple other guys, and these fools out here racing, yeah. like for no reason, no clocks, no nothing. Just <laughs> yes. I'm faster than you. Like they yes. were like in the street. Yes, and Micah Parsons beat Justin Fields. Wow. It was close, but he beat him. Wow. Like, that's a fast athlete. <laughs> wow. And Justin was like, you ain't going to beat me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they, yeah. yeah. And I like, but I like that about Justin. Yeah. I like that. Nah, they lined it up. up. Yeah, you know, fastest man, I'm, you just hold yeah. your hand out. He held your hand out. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was basically that. Like, standing there like that. Like, it was like, I like that. I want to see guys compete. Yeah, I want guys to compete. And the dude go, and how they start the races was one dude on the side going, your mom. Yeah. Get sick. Yeah. And see that see when I and I didn't I'll be honest with you, I didn't know that about Drake London. I didn't I didn't know that little tidbit. That definitely he that loses points for me because what you're saying is the money's important. You're putting the money above the play. Now I, I'm all about get your money, but go out and earn it. Well and because I, because he's because if you if you're a Dion, if you are if you a dog. You like I'm not gonna do nothing but make money by yeah, running. Right. I'm not gonna do nothing but make money by lifting sure. these weights. Yes. Now you're just basically saying y'all think I'm great, and I don't want to do anything to yeah. change your mind. Yeah, yeah. That means you you worried about you trying to hold on to something. I don't like that. Yeah. I, so that's what you know for me. Like so because normally okay if you don't run or you don't lift at the combine that's one thing. But to have your own personal pro day because it wasn't a USC pro day. Right. He had his own because of the hamstring yeah. injury. 
you generally well, okay. I'm about I'm about to show y'all. Yeah, like, I'm about to show you what you've been waiting for. Yeah, I'm about I'm to. Put, I'm gonna put a show on. Yes, because you got access to the top flight facilities, trainers, speed coaches, science. Yes, diet. Yes, there's nothing that you don't have when you're projected to go top ten. So, or in the first round, and for so for that to be for for that to have taken, it just made me just go. Mm, I don't know about that. Yeah, I, I'll say this before we. What close. you scared of, bro? You yeah, know I know, right? I say this before we close. I missed the days of the draft being on a long Saturday. It was like a tradition that I had where, you know, that first day on a Saturday would be fourteen, fifteen hours in front of the TV. Sure. And then the second day was fourteen, fifteen hours in front of the TV, and I would watch. 30 some odd hours. We used to have the, the parties, right? Yeah, we used to have the party for the first day. The team that. Yeah. The, if you, whoever had the worst record had to host the yeah. party. Whoever NFL team had the worst record. Yeah, had, to, had host to host the party. party. And it was all day thing. And now they've, and much to the NFL's credit, they've created this like red carpet <laughs> event on a Thursday night. You get the first round. And a Friday night, you get second and third. And then the Saturday is like the, yeah. the day for the weirdos like us that. Are interested in the guy from from San Tariq Antonio, Wooten. Tariq yeah, Wooten. UTSA. Shout yeah. out to him. Um, I want to shout out to my Notre Dame guys, uh, Kyle Hamilton, who will be a first round pick, and then I think uh, wherever Kyron Williams falls to as a running back, obviously he's not a premium on running backs, and he didn't run well, but wherever he goes, I think he's going to do well. And um, and in Austin, Kevin Austin is a talent. He should have stayed. But he's a real talent. Uh, so I expect him in fifth to sixth round. I think they get a good player. So good luck to all my Notre Dame guys. And I'm sure you feel the same about your Bulldogs. Good luck to everybody black. And there and you got the <laughs> and you got That's all that, I got. That's all he's got. All my Tyreeks, all my Maliks, Amad, Amad, Sauce, <laughs> Sal, everybody uh, black. <laughs> That's them been through some shit. <laughs> and there you have it. Well, listen, man, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna close this up at this moment. But like always, please check in with our uh, social media, which is at Statlines Matter Everywhere. And definitely, definitely, definitely listen to our audio on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And subscribe, like, and get the notifications right here on our YouTube channel. And tell your friends. Please do that. So without any further discussion, on behalf of my Wonderful, black-oriented, <laughs> <laughs> pro-black partner, Rob Hunter. I am Mark E. Stewart, and this is Stat Lines Matter. Bad boy. I ain't come for games. Say it to my face. Say it to my... Say it to my face. I ain't come for games. Say it to my face. Say it to my... Say it to my face.